So you guys know how there are badges in Animal Crossing yeah. New Leaf? Fake achievements. There's one, there's, yeah, they're, yeah, they're achievement-esque. Um, <sighs> there's one you get for how long you've been playing. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, gross. And, and I got the 50-hour one mm-hmm. like three weeks ago. Gross. And I'm like so fucking scared to get yeah. the next. <laughs> I'm so, like, there's no way of keeping track of how long you've played except for these things. So, like, you're dreading fucking, the arrival of that, like, that, teddy bear. That fucking beaver dude is going to roll in and be like, hey, dog, five days. <laughs> five days of your life are mine now. How, how do you like your furniture sets? Oh, you've completed modern wood, and it only took you five of your real life goddamn days. Your life My tastes fu- like wood to him because he's it a It tastes like modern wood and also shells because I'm a shell. I'm a shell. I'm a husk now. Yeah. Shells don't sell very well, though. My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best thing of the week. Forgot what we were doing, huh? No, I was hitting the consonants. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I know the best thing of the week. My name is Russ Frostick, and I know the best thing of the week. Guys, we need to stop for a minute. I left my DS in another room. No, no. no. Well, no. Guys, you can't, you can't be playing play Animal Crossing while the show is going on. Yeah. Who yeah, is? definitely can. Who is? Admit it. Who is right now? No. Say it's, it. It's Say it out loud. I literally closed it. I was doing it all through the intro. <laughs> Admit it to Jesus. Who's still playing? This is the Besties, where we talk about the latest, greatest, and most spectacular in tech, movies, art, Opera, gaming, you name it. This mm-hmm. week we're focused on gaming. Uh, we're four best friends, and we talk about games and stuff. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, community! Let us know in the comments if you want us to actually do an all Animal Crossing episode. Please, I would be just let talk us know. About we're ready so to do turn it. up prices. Did I tell you guys that I saw John C. McGinley at the airport? I was leaving LAX. I was in security, and who's behind me, looking dapper? carrying what appeared to be a ukulele case but mm-hmm. uh john c McGinley. okay so correct me if i'm wrong this is not john c Riley, who i i, I nope, can picture sorry, in my brain it is john c Riley. okay because john c mcginley if i recall is the guy is that the shows up on a lot of series that then get canceled no john c Riley. john c Riley. john c Riley. have you really from gotten Walk those Hard. two confused for the better part of a week because yeah. they they physically couldn't look any more different from each other. Also, I don't think John C. McGinley. I think it's just John McGinley. Uh, who's the doctor on Scrubs? Oh, John C. McGinley. Uh, uh, never mind. I was thinking of the neighbor in uh, uh, Married with Children. Whoa, this, that's Ted McGinley. This just <laughs> in, guys. I almost uh, tried to introduce myself to John C. Riley, and I 100% would have addressed him as Mr. McGinley. So I am really glad that I got that fucking sorted out oh, in my head. I'm sorry I was not there. And by sorted out, you mean that you're a huge pussy. Yeah, right. But I mean, it saved me this time. So my fear of social interaction was well-founded, which is so rare. Um, 
So why did someone put a picture, uh, an IMDb page of John C. McGill? Yeah, right. He's handsome. Yeah, like we know what he looks like. <laughs> I know it now. Um, who's bringing what? And there's a big week, and we need to get into it because I'm a busy uh, Let's man. start with Justin's thing because Justin's thing is yeah, a yeah. big news item. Oh, man. Hachi Machi. It's uh, the biggest. Uh, okay, my, my official nomination was best switcheroo Niski. Now, I say that just to leave myself room in case I want to uh, give the award to the best switcheroo, the best switcheroonie, the best switcheroo Niski. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want. Get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. And that is the uh, the the Xbox One eighty, as what people are calling it. Get it? No, no. Okay, listen. It's not just funny. It's <laughs> tremendously appropriate. Right. It's not just uh, the. I mean, it's fantastic. It's not I, just I, half. Can, can of, we make it? Can we just acknowledge the fact that like somebody made that joke as soon before that fucking page even went up? Like as soon as those early reports hit hit Giant Bomb and what Hi-Fi. Like, somebody was like, Xbox 180, and then, like, this morning, people were like, hey, guys, Xbox 180, and it's like, dog. I don't think it's, I wasn't trying to be funny. I'm just saying that that's what people are calling it. It's like Watergate or whatever. It's just a name X-bone. people put in there. Oh. So who came uh, up with the 180 thing? Probably me. Yeah, it seems like Can a Justin Can somebody thing. explain it to me? I'm not sure I understand. Okay. So you, do you know what Derm is? Mm-hmm. Xbox what? One had bad Derm on it. Okay, Wait, I don't know what derm, derm is. Raleigh it's, Derm? Uh, it's, it stands for digital, digital oh. um, rights. Right. Erm. Mine. Right. Mine. Microsoft's. It belongs to Microsoft. It's basically said that all of your digital rights belong to Microsoft. Right. Um, so and that was. The, yes. DRM stands for digital rights management. Uh, it's pretty sure Microsoft. it's digital rights Microsoft's. <laughs> okay. Uh, they, uh, Microsoft ha- had imposed some rules uh, mm-hmm. for the Xbox One, including your inability to uh, share physical games unless you or sell physical games unless you sold them to an approved retailer. Um, the, uh, the the 24-hour online check where the system would stop playing games if it uh, did not go online once a- every 24 hours. Mm-hmm. 
these policies were, of course, very unpopular with people. There was also well, there something was also about the, it, sharing. Like, you yeah, you give can, a disc to someone, or you could only do it you once. Could, it's very complicated. You could, on, you could only do it once, and only if you were friends with them. We, d- we did a whole episode of Yeah, this, we don't right? need to dig deep. I like that the plan is playing anyway, the audience they said here, fu- but... They said fuck all that. Yeah. After, after basically wasting the most important news week, the most important week-long news cycle in the entire fucking year, after completely blowing it by announcing their crazy, nutso policies right before the biggest news cycle of the year, and then fucking blew the week, and now, now, see, now afterwards they're like, oh, okay, we realized we fucked up, so now we're going to get back in See, I, th- See, this is where I have a problem. Uh, I, I don't think it's draconian. Like, I mean... It was very forward-looking. I mean, it, 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 it. This is the way things are going. I mean, well, talk, let's talk talk about what the reversal is, and then we'll get into this. Okay, yeah. so the reversal is basically none of it. No, I mean they're not just. I mean they're not doing anything. It's going to be exactly like it's yeah, basically Xbox just like Xbox Three Sixty. I mean, the the problem I have with it is obviously like I understand completely. For for me, the idea of divorcing games from discs is like. Yeah, uh, Corey Banks, who who's a PC gamer now, he he called it the uh, pawn shopification of video games, and I I think that and, and he talked about how this continues that like explain uh, turning games into a a commodity that are are bought and sold used like this and not uh, not making an experience where you own a game and 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 that's yours. This idea of like um, you know but- games being secondhand commodities that you I feel like, can buy and I feel, sell. Aren't there like 10% of the people that think that? Because with that policy that they announced, I felt like I didn't own the fucking game exactly. if I couldn't decide what I wanted to do with or it if, afterwards. Or if their servers went down, you wouldn't I don't, be able to play the game you I mean, quote own? I don't want to like, I don't want to misconstrue my point here. The way they went, the way they explained it was Horrific. Yeah, I mean, a PR bad. debacle of like unimaginable proportions. And it just kept going with like and support it just tweets. Kept and it going. was bad, nightmarish. I mean, the idea is not inherently bad. It's just the execution was bad. Uh, not quite as bad as the messaging, but like the um, the idea of doing this this physical game thing again is just so weird. I mean, it's so backwards because you're locking us into that for five years and like at the I very think at the, the very at least. the very least and i think that a lot of like what you see in like flexible pricing that is able to be done on pc things like that is because that's an all digital space oh but there's no way they would have video games triple a video games using the model that microsoft proposed were not going to get less than 59.99 a pop there's no fucking no way. there is no first off there a there's no way of knowing that b what keeps those things I mean, part of what keeps those prices like they are is is the insane markup that GameStop puts on them. I mean, the idea of having to push these things into physical channels, yeah, but I think it, it sorry hampers. Uh, it's okay. It, that, it hampers a lot of of the pricing. There is no want, way that EA would pass the savings on to you. Like, that's the thing. Not because, a because chance we have hell. we have shitloads of digital options for purchasing games and physical games. Have you? Can you think of five examples? Where three examples? How about one example where the where the digital game at launch are like, all right, so we don't have to fucking ship this to retailers. So we're gonna knock Tensky off for you, the gamer, because we love when you so it, much. What, what what possible? I mean, where where has that situation ever occurred? Where That's there's what I'm a saying. digital version, it not doesn't. a retail version. 
Oh, no, no, I'm saying, I'm saying when they launch when they launch alongside one another, they cost the same amount of money. SimCity was a digital version and a physical version. Because they have to stay in bed with GameStop, and they can't undercut the price that GameStop is selling exactly. for because that relationship is important. And and what Microsoft has done is just continue that relationship for another five years. So now, now I I think the the bigger problem here is communication and trust, right? Like, one, this whole thing... One, I, th- I think the message was just delivered in the worst possible way. There were things that seemed interesting that Microsoft was offering, like the sharing with your family plan or being able to lend a game, a digital copy of a game, or just your copy of a game to someone. There's, There was a lot of good, and they said it in all the wrong ways. And I think when you present this new plan... You don't want to come out and present it how you would to a corporate board meeting, right? You don't want to put all the evil stuff first and be like, well, here's how we're going to do well. When you're talking to human beings, you want to say, well, here's how you're going to benefit from this. And I don't think they said – Exactly. They delivered it like it was a board meeting, not like it was a human-to-human interaction. And and here's the thing. I'm totally for this, this digital future that everybody is clamoring for, but you're right, Justin. It is about trust. And they, like, I have absolutely, they have no line of credit in that department with me yet. If they had done anything to to move in that direction during this past generation, then I would be totally fine with it. But but I don't feel like anybody has, Sony, Microsoft, or Nintendo. Like, You're nobody. 100% right. I mean, there's, and, no, there's no question about it. My, my only point is, I just, it's a shame that, that I, I believe in, digital distribution as the sole platform of a console i think that that is a healthy way for the industry to to progress and i just hate to see that because microsoft fucked it up so bad and didn't think about execution or response or anything we get this bungled uh, you know attempt at it where the the answer is just to completely backpedal and not push things forward at all well, well um, and well, i just think that's important i don't th- here's the silver lining to all this uh, i agree with you justin i i too am looking forward to things going all digital like i don't need fifty thousand copies in my house like i'm looking forward to going all digital but the bright side to all of this for sony and for microsoft and nintendo to a certain extent they've certainly been trying is that from what i understand every single game that comes out will be day and date a digital release as well. Yeah. So so if you don't want to go to GameStop, and frankly, I've been there enough to know that I certainly don't want to go because it's such a miserable shopping experience. Can't just say Amazon. Like, just um, say nobody goes Am- to GameStop anymore. Everybody uses Amazon. No, but plenty of people do have to go to GameStop and, like, wait on midnight lines and stuff like that. I'm just I saying. Guess, I guess if you don't have a Prime membership, if you're one of the fucking There are polls. people like that. Wow. So... <laughs> I'm just 70 saying, bucks a year, people. No, get it. It's the best It's the best yeah, service on cool. offer wow. anywhere in the world. I'm sorry I called you a prole if you don't have Amazon Prime, but really, what the fuck are you doing? Day but one I just want to say every Do the game math. will now be digital. So if you want your Call of Duty digital, if you want your whatever game you like digital, you can get it day and date. You won't have to worry about discs, whatever. Yeah. Like, it's yours. You And, and now, Brightside, if you get a downloadable game that's doesn't require an internet connection... You won't need to connect to the internet every day. And that was honestly the biggest yeah. issue that I, I had with their policies was that even living in New York City, my internet goes down every once in a while for several days. And right. that was going to be real bad. So I, it's not yeah, that bad, all things considered. I'm happier where Microsoft is now than I was three days ago. I think it's a big improvement. Certainly. I just um, want to make one more comment on the trust thing and why yeah. I think the Microsoft thing is such a bummer is because they didn't do it the right way that trust 
is so low that it's going to be a while before I think anyone has the chance to come out and even try. And yep. on the flip side of seeing a company that did it right, that, you know, did have issues with DRM when it first announced, was Valve and Steam. I mean, yeah. people had serious reservations with Steam. And what they have done is they've built this trust. They've earned the trust by having the deals and having low prices and trying to work with the consumers and give them what they want. I, I, I think that's that's the obvious model that these larger companies should be trying to rip off. And it's disappointing that they seem to have not even looked uh, at it. But as like the way I consume games, and I honestly like have no metric for whether or not I'm in the... the the minority or not is I, I approach it from a very archival point of view. Um, like the games I, I don't buy every game. I buy the games that are like special to me that I think are going to remain special to me that I, you know, I like having in a physical collection. I like looking at my collection of a hundred percent good games. I love, and just like knowing that I have them and thinking about them as, pieces of media that I own that I can like show my kids no no issue or like ship to my dad for him to borrow it because like he doesn't he loves games but he doesn't buy a lot of them because he's kind of clueless about games or like let my friends borrow and like I do use Gamefly I I rent shit from Gamefly if I'm unsure about whether or not I want to add it to my you know bug collection like that is that's the way that I play and buy and consume games and the model that Microsoft proposed literally shut that down in, in every conceivable fashion. I, I, I guess I understand what you're saying, and I'm also like, I want that, that digital future, but like not if it comes at the expense of my, my way of life when it comes to gaming. No, I have, I mean, I completely agree with you. And, 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 and the craziest thing about this is that they, they put this completely in the context of here is what it's like uh, how to win friends and influence people like 101 shit like you don't put stuff in the context of here's what i need you to do for me because no one cares do you like, think nobody do cares you what think you if they had announced their plans and they hadn't had the 24-hour checks if it had been more about an accessibility all your, you're going to have a cloud library you can take anywhere with you and had it be less about we're fucking we we don't want anybody pirating shit so we're just going to assume you are like do you think if they had pitched it as more of an accessibility thing and less of a, a you know DRM assurance that definitely would have been a big improvement yeah it's, sure, it's it was a, a, at most it was the biggest issue was a marketing issue it was it was poor messaging from beginning to end. Released and on a Friday night, wasn't it? Like, Well, that that's because Friday, they knew Friday, how Friday bad... F- they buried it. Yeah. That's yeah. take out the trash day. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But, but it's I not mean, take out the trash day when everybody, every fucking journalist on the planet flies to Los Angeles for E3 literally 12 hours later. Yeah, they should have like, done what it are you guys, what on are you guys Friday after E3 when everyone's in a coma. Well, no, I'm sure that they didn't... Here's what's great, is I'm sure they didn't want everybody asking them about this shit all through E3, so they announced it, and then it's all anybody asked them about at E3. Like, how many... How much, like, coverage of of Microsoft's position in the next-gen race and, like, coverage of their games catalog and the promise of next-gen correct, like, connect? How much shit like that did you see hit hit the press compared to... Like, oh, Sony's I mean, they, kicking your guys' asses through your faces. They completely lost the conversation. It's a... a it, it is a complete debacle. I mean, no... 
It's a deba- it's a fucking fiasco. I'm going to upgrade it from debacle to fiasco. Yikes. I will say Gamescom is going to be like now that the fucking gloves are Well, it's a off, software battle now. It's it's it just is. about software now. I got to say also and I'm 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 mainly playing devil's advocate here, but I I do want to say that I was also kind of looking forward to a console where like a console generation where the two were significantly different. Yeah, I, I me too. Ways. It was like a legit console war where like yeah. it was it's not like you were voting for two political candidates that were exactly the damn same. Like there was a drastic shift in the way people were doing things and now it's a bit of a bummer because it really just is the same like the last generation who has more games I'm more interested in. Well, it's but, worse. Now it's PC, PC or PC. Right, but well <laughs> right, but those those three, I mean, you can say it's three PCs, four PCs, sorry, Wii U. Well, three PCs and a Wii U. Uh, it's my favorite. It's my favorite movie. <laughs> That's my favorite Steve Gutenberg flick. Uh, it, but, like, things like their, their marketplace ecosystems, like, we've gotten yeah. a little bit of information about what PlayStation is doing. We know it's going to be by, by far the more indie-friendly system, which yeah. I think is still very, very promising. There's still hardware differences. Like, um, I think every Xbox One game is probably going to incorporate Kinect and uh, at least first party and, and Smart Glass in some fashion. Like, that's going to be a huge focus while fucking sony showed off a single tech demo with the playstation i at e3 it's like they're hardly pushing that message at all like there's still going to be major differences between these consoles and it, and I the, obviously the the tv stuff with xbox so the fact that it plugs into your cable box is a big yeah. deal which i am wet fart. Uh, what did you say wet fart <laughs> i mean it is it's it's probably at this point the only major differentiating factor except for the camera is the fact that it's that's the other crazy thing about e3 and i don't know if we talked about this but like they did a, they did a, a, a their whole E three presentation. The main reason that they have a such a massive price gulf between the PS four and the Xbox One is is the, the camera. And they didn't say the word connect. They didn't make a case for having it in the package. Like I really yeah, I have no baffling. idea why it's there. Well, Apart that from felt voice like controls. I was consulted. You know, like a consultancy firm came and they're like, "Hey, every time you said connect last year, people groaned." And they're like, well, yeah, okay, it's because let's not do that. Don't say sports either. Like that's because that, that's all they showed off. But here's the thing: behind closed doors at E3, they were showing off a tech demo for how the Kinect could be utilized in new ways using first-person shooters, and it was pretty fucking cool. That's the kind of like your your new technology can actually be used in. Not that the Kinect was not used in cool ways for games on Xbox 360, but in Xbox One, like you can, it, it can more seamlessly be folded into the more traditional style of playing games instead of being. A fucking gimmick. Like, that shit was cool, and they didn't show it at all during the press conference. Yeah, Sony's got a consultancy firm they listen to, too. You know what it's called? What? We the Gamers. Vox Populi. (laughs) Okay, that's a good segue. uh, Hey, Griffin. (laughs) Hey, what? Hey, listen to Griffin, uh, what's your thing? What's your thing of the week? Oh, you guys want to talk about fucking hardware. Do you guys... Oh, sorry, I should have asked. Do you guys want to talk about fucking hardware? Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, The best piece of gaming hardware I've bought this year... Oh, no. And perhaps... You're it's a madman. It's not going to be Wii U. Everyone calm down. <laughs> no, I know what it is, and you're still a madman. When did you buy your 3DS? I made the, uh, my 3DS XL, I bought that last year. Oh, okay. I made the jump, you guys. Jump ship. It, are you enjoying HTC. iOS games from three years ago? Bought that HTC One. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. It, guys, mm-hmm. it's a game changer. I'm no. sure it's a very nice phone. I'm sure you guys are sheeple. 
That's I'll just I'll I hate to drop the word the S word on you guys this uh-huh. this soon into the cast, but you're sheeple and you're fucking brainwashed and you're all all, all part of the fucking Steve Jobs Illuminati. Uh huh. Android is where it's at. Um, so the games on offer on Android, it's not as bad as everybody th- like it. <laughs> I, I feel down. like the I, I can't even take this three. I feel like it's like a stand-up routine. Um, we'll get there. It's uh-huh. uh, it's antiquated thinking to say like <laughs> oh, people are only releasing games on iOS and not Android. No, that's true. I mean, I trust me. I look at these release release right. lists yeah. every week. Basis, and not only that, I still have my iPad, and like I never gamed on my iPhone because I had an iPhone four, which very quickly got outdated, very oh, yeah. very quickly. Um. The HTC One is like way more powerful. I I could have upgraded to an iPhone Five, but I was waiting for them to drop that Six at the at WWDC. They didn't. No, and they announced iOS Seven, on. which I got to play around with because we had some some dev demos at E3, and it like it's flatter and that's cool. There are buttons to turn off Bluetooth. That's great. Like I just it just didn't get me excited, so I made that jump. And I gotta say, it's pretty cool. Like oh. most games get released day and date iOS and Android. That unless- is a Dirty lie. It's fifty percent, maybe a third. I would say a third. Is, how's how's XCOM or Home? Look, trust me, Griffin. I'm. If you're making an argument to say that the HTC One is a better cell phone and like smart oh, device than the iPhone, fine. I will say but there's a possibility. I use an iPhone. I'm not. I don't use an HTC One, so I can't really say. If you're saying it's a better or even like on par gaming device in terms of what games are on there, you are a madman that should jump off a cliff. Okay, Let, can I finish? My yes, point? go ahead. It's, this is. I feel like this has been a far. I'm gonna start crying, <laughs> and nobody wants <laughs> because that you down. bought the wrong phone. No, I bought a great phone. Here's the thing: I I really never played any games on my iPhone. The ones that I did, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a specific type of game that works really well on the iPhone. Like if I had my druthers. I, I played all of my games, like Super Stickman Golf and yeah. 2. Like, I, I played that on the iPad because I like the bigger screen. Vlambeer's games, you know, uh, like twitchy, twitchy games, even like strategy games. Like, I found it nicer to just, you know, have more real estate um, for virtual buttons and stuff to, to sort of rest on. Here's the thing, though. Here's what Android has that iOS doesn't is emulators. Oh, my God. Wow. You cannot What's, make this argument. I'm going to make this fucking don't argument. Don't do it, because we just had a whole segment about DRM and why things uh, got shut down, and a lot of it is this, is because you can't sell a system off emulators. That's not cool. You can, and they are, but here's the thing. I'm, I only doubt, Here's the thing. Here's my stance on emulators, and it's also the legal stance on emulators, is if you have the game, if you have the physical game, then it's not illegal to have a ROM of it. That's that's fucking law. That's law books 101. That is Go true. That is the law. And they will teach you that shit. So I have, I don't know if you guys know this, a almost complete Game Boy Advance collection that I usually tool around with my Game Boy Micro on. I just fucking got those ROMs. Now I have a Game Boy Advance that's inside my phone. I'm fucking at BB&T standing in line. I got to deposit a check. Oh, I got enough rounds, enough time for like three rounds of Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. And let me tell you. Nobody on iOS has ever released a strategy game. This is because Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. That's just that's about, that's Law One Hundred and One. What about Final Fantasy Tactics on iOS? <laughs> oh, Advance is way better. Okay, it's a way better game. I I'm just saying. Listen, I get most of the shit that you guys get. Yeah, pretty late. 
I will concede that. But let me get, let me hit you with a few things. Emulators, uh-huh. boom. Front-facing speakers, love that. Love those front-facing speakers. That fucking boom sound. It's like louder, louder than most jam boxes I owned as a kid. Uh huh. Let me hit you with this. The Vine app is pretty shitty. <laughs> Vine is almost completely non-functioning. But you know what? They'll get around to fixing that. I'm so alone out here, guys. Oh, okay. um, why did no. you? Why did you? Uh, I, what is the? I, I, just, I just don't get it. I've been it's on so that iPhone tip. Here. I've been on that iPhone tip since <coughs> what? The three? Mm-hmm. Since the original? Since the original three? And that was what? Like six, seven? How long ago was the three? How long Probably ago? Like was that four years out? ago. No fucking way was it four years ago. Three yeah. years ago? I got it right before I moved to Cincinnati, which was in three, 2009. 3S, 4, 4S, so 5. Four. Wow, so yeah, Jesus. 4 or 5 it's, years. It seemed like so much longer. Um, I wasn't playing any fucking games on the iPhone, so why not try something else? I find no, that I, Android, the uh, Android like user interface, like for all my phone shit that I do phone shit on, is I actually like a little bit better than iOS. I, everything I do in my workflow is all tied into Google. Like fucking Google Apps, Google Maps, Google Voice, Google Translate. That's all on there, and it's fucking you're, streamlined. You're a pioneer, and I respect that. I'm a pioneer. I'm out here fucking giving you guys all the Android news. <laughs> That's another reason. It's sort of the same reason about the Wii U. Is like I was writing Wii U stories with no, like, passion about it because I didn't own one and like just didn't uh-huh. give a shit. And like, by the way, postmortem, I'm actually pretty glad I bought one before this E3. Um, but now, like, when I write a Ouya story, it's like Android. I get it. You know what I mean? You know what the funniest I'm part a- of all this, Bob Griffin being the pioneer and all. Pretty What's sure that? Android remains the um, most widely used mobile OS out there. Yeah, that's a good sheeple argument for it. No, it's, you're the you're the sheeple. I'm a goat. Can I say that I am really depressed now, and I'd like to talk about something else. <laughs> I'm too, I want a two-year contract. I won't be out from under this fucking thing until 2015. Oh, um. <laughs> Guys, 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 what, guys. Did you have any... Tr- when you went to the, the app store, whatever the fuck you guys call it, did, were, was it distracting with all the tumbleweeds? Was it hard to click on your <laughs> Whatever you wanted to buy? Guys, uh, somebody's um, been in the office all day, and I told him that he could come on the show if he wanted. Is that okay? Yeah, I guess. This episode of The Best Needs is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so... You know, there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, 
You can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. You go get a phone. You just want a phone to talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Hello? I don't even know who this one is. No, I, 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 I don't either, actually. <laughs> I, I know who this one is. That sounds like Steam <laughs> these... board game developer Milton Bradley. Are these the besties <laughs> I've been hearing so much about? Welcome, Mr. Bradley. Hi, Mr. Thank Bradley. Thank you very is... much. Mr. Bradley, have you visited us before when I was on a bye week? I know. I, I don't think I've had the pleasure to meet okay. any of besties, you. Besties debut. Besties exclusive. But it does seem you are aware of my work as a board game creator. Justin, I know you are quite a fan of board games. Yeah. Uh, Milton, you should actually say hi to Russ. He's, he's one of your biggest fans. Russ, what do you think of board game? Oh, Russ, are you there? Russ is no longer here. <laughs> why, does, why can't Russ... Russ seems... I feel bad because we get all these fucking big names on the show. We get Milton Bradley, we get New York Giraffe, and Russ is never here to like rub a Texarkana tumbleweed. We never get, he's never here to like rub elbows and make connections. Yeah, he always misses them. I am sorry. I will send him a note. Besties. Have you guys ever ever noticed how Russ looks like New York Giraffe with glasses? (laughs) Anyway, sorry, Mr. Bradley, go ahead. I wanted to come by because, as many of you know, I've been making board games for quite some time. As a matter of fact, I haven't released a new one since the year 1930. And I thought it was time to get back in the game, so to speak. I hate to keep interrupting you, but I don't think they let dead people make board games anymore. I am not dead. I've been sleeping. In my is... home Papamatic bubble. And okay. also, it's worth noting that uh, uh, his last game, apparently, according to his testimony, came out uh, 20 years after his death. So, 
Um, also, to be already... fair to Griffin, his skin is falling off of his face right now, so he does look dead. It's terrible. Please it's like do a not... deleted scene from Death Becomes Her. Do it's not focus on anything related to my corporeal being. I wanted to come by and introduce some new it's, titles. It's like all that we can... It's like, it's very prominent. It's very noticeable. You walk into the office with your fucking... Please ignore anything about me. I am not to be noticed, even if I may seem zombie-esque. Why wouldn't you call in, though, if if you wanted to talk about games and not your physical presence? Like, why wouldn't you just call in? His eyelashes just fell on my glass of water. I am not familiar with the telephone, as you so call it. That was definitely around before you kicked it, chief. (laughs) I am slow to pick up new devices. Kind of a Luddite. I get it. So tell us about your new games. Gentlemen, I have been working on games. As I mentioned, I have not released a game since 1930. So these are some games that I thought, you know, get back in the game, enjoy myself, and spread the word. So number one on my list of games... We have, I don't know if you're familiar with my game called Candyland. Yeah, it's really a very bad game. Have you all played it? Yeah. Haven't you noticed that there are wizards made of candy and witches and evil beings? Mm -hmm. But it doesn't really encourage the young children to adventure through this land of candy? Yeah, Uh I noticed that just yesterday. (laughs) What if, instead of wizards and witches made of sweets, they were Irish people? (laughs) Okay, Okay. this is... What would you think of that? You'd sure be running yourself through that land much faster, wouldn't you? (laughs) Because... I, first of all, I guess thanks for d- doing Irish people and not literally any other race. I've got more if you'd like. I don't think I like. How about, how about, how about one more? Maybe, how about maybe one more? Idea. Maybe like a like a more like. I know you've been fucking out of the game for a, a few centuries, but like. We're totally cool with Irish people now. Justin and I are among them. I'm kind of. What? Ish. Oh. Ish. We're in mm. the mix. Well, I, we got Irish in the mix. How about this? Are you familiar with my game Mousetrap? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know how generally people try to trap mice in their okay. depression I, oh. era homes. This... What if instead of mice, yeah. they were Catholics? Okay. <laughs> Catholic mice or human beings? Human Catholics, although I dare say I wouldn't call them human. Ha ha ha. (laughs) (laughs) Or perhaps Clue. No, no, no. Have you heard of Clue before? (laughs) Milk. You know how it's difficult to figure out who did the murder? Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, guess what? It's always the Japanese guy. <laughs> no. That one's that one can't do it. <laughs> oh, Milton. What a joy. What a, is it a joy? What a treat that oh. joy it is to What have about you. Monopoly? Do you know Thank who you has a Monopoly us. on everything? Yes, we do. We do. We do. We do. We know. 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 You don't have to say it. We know. Well, 
Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. Thanks. No, guys, it's really warm in here. One second. I'm I'm gonna turn on a fan. Okay. <laughs> oh no, he's turning into dust. He's oh, his bones. Out the All window. of his old racist shitty bones. Beware of the Catholics. Okay, and yes, thank you. thank you for your final message. I'm so glad you could join us on the series finale of The Besties. <laughs> uh, I miss it. We need to talk about literally anything else. Uh, 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 Chris Plant, what's your favorite thing of the week? Uh, Best, my favorite thing is Ken Levine writing uh, his favorite movie's remake, Logan's Run. That's pretty fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty simple. He... Uh, if you know much about his life, he left college to become a screenwriter in L.A. And what kind of name is Levine? Get out! Get out! Yep, yep, go. Go, be, be gone. Okay, he's gone, guys. He's gone. Don't um, worry. And he wrote this horrible movie called Devil's Advocate, in which the devil tries to seduce Amy Grant. Wait, hold on. This is Not a real to be confused. No, it's not that Devil's Advocate. No, this is a different Devil's Advocate. It was a romantic comedy when the devil tries to seduce seduce amy grant ken levine wrote this an angel and then they fall in love this is a movie that ken levine wrote yeah and why have i never heard of this because it didn't get made oh okay yeah but how do you know it's terrible uh because he said it was shit (laughs) oh okay so this isn't these aren't your words no these are the words he told me when i said that sounds pretty bad and he said yes (laughs) that was shit (laughs) well it sounds like you brought up the badness and he just didn't want to be rude and be like no it's actually great fuck off (laughs) <laughs> well, he got he was ran out of the town, and by ran out of the town, I mean into video games. Didn't, he didn't get more work, and then he came and did video games. <laughs> the story of video games. <laughs> it's sad because it, it's sad. Um, but now he's uh, a big and famous, and now of course Hollywood comes crawling back, um, and he's getting to make the movie that I guess defined his sexuality. In in one interview, when I was doing research for a piece on him. He just, like, goes on about how, like, how he got to see the woman in it naked and how he loved to buy the comics because mm-hmm. I guess the woman was naked in the This comics. is Logan's run you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I guess it was, it was very uh, important for his uh, coming of age. Yeah, I'm, glad, now, that you, I'm glad that you told me that yuck fest. That's, what about that's <laughs> the porno yoga done Logan's that. fun? Now tell me what else gives Ken Levine a boner, Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> I think D&D, rolling a 20, you know? Sure. Well, who wouldn't? Yeah, amen. Um, That's exciting. It's just sort of a hard, like, I don't know. That'd be like getting assigned to do the Total Recall remake. This, I feel like... Which they treated with such such TLC. The difference is that Total Recall is a pretty good movie, and Logan's Run's a bad movie. I would also... what the contract looks like. Sorry, go ahead and plan. Sorry, I'm, I'm just curious what this contract looks like, because he is, like, treated... How do I want to say that? Um, he can do whatever he wants where he's at right now. And people right. just like, are like, okay, spend all of the money uh, and take time to do this. Well, uh, Hollywood Studios, they'll tell you that. I, but I don't think they really I don't think they follow through you on are. that particular yeah. promise. Um, I'm, I, I'm very um, selfish. I'm a very selfish person. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I saw this news, like, I, was, I was excited. I, I like Kim Levine, and I'm excited for him to you know, have this dream gig. But at the same time... Every second that he spends writing this movie is a second that he's not going to be working on a video game. <laughs> I don't think you have to worry. I, I think it was going to take, you know, a while for the next one to come out anyway. Right, and now it's going to take one, uh, approximately one Logan's Run script longer. 
But what if? I sound like and too this is wild. this is just me being, yeah. you know, I, I have no reason to believe this. But what if maybe him being focused on something else, uh, maybe allowed uh, for the next game to happen a little faster? Because maybe he wouldn't be so uh, controlling. You know, controlling. No, he's not going to let his studio go and make a game that he doesn't have full control over. Well, he does have more writers, at least. Yeah, but they all have to go through his approval. I'm not saying he's wrong in having an approval process, but I'm like, there's no way he's going to take three months to write this script, come back, come and back be like, and then, hey, dude, we made this indie game. For it's coming out tomorrow. Approval process to exist at the same time as he's writing something. Yeah, but how long does it? The, the script's not going to take three longer than three months. Uh, so, what's your favorite thing in the week, Fresh? <laughs> uh, okay, we could we could go into mine. Uh, mine is the best uh, memory recalled from shop class, thanks to an iOS game that I played this week called Bridgie Jones. I don't have that one. It's called Bridgie <laughs> Jones. It, it doesn't come out on uh, what is your device? The Palm Pilot Pre. It's actually a Tiger uh, handheld of Batman the movie. Oh. No, they have a version of that, but there's only, like, two animations, one where the bridge is standing and one where it's falling. Uh, I don't know if you, any of you guys... I'm sure you all took shop class. You're burly gentlemen. It seems like you Absolutely would. Absolutely not. We None of you, really? School. Yeah, we didn't have shop class. What, did, home ec? What did they replace it with? I took home ec, but that involved us putting... Uh, literally, I got a grade. It was, like, a week-long um, session on how to put shredded cheese on top of chips and put it in the microwave. And then how do you do that? Uh, so first of all, you're going to have to buy some chips and okay. <laughs> you need to have shredded cheese. And really that step is vitally important because if you try to do mozzarella or, or like a Gouda, then it's going to be delicious no matter what. <laughs> I went to a um, Montessori nacho school, so they really let the kids like teach themselves and teach the teachers when it came to, you know, Gouda. Well, I went to uh, a school, high school that had shop class and, yeah. um, one of the segments and, that we had, uh, which is actually from what I understand pretty common is they give the kids um, sticks of balsa wood and you're tasked with making a weight-bearing bridge. And the idea is you like, you know, you do like arches or, you know, stabilizing angles and it's supposed to teach you about physics or something. Apparently I am awesome at this. Yeah. Because I rocked it. My elementary school, uh, when in my tag classes, in my talented and gifted classes, we did this with toothpicks. Called my bridge Golden Gate 2000 because it was 1996. <laughs> Wait, you did this? How great. old were you? Uh, it would have been nine. What are you it trying to say? Nine. I'm just saying that it, nine years old is you're you've got your motor skills down, um, but you're terrified of girls, and your um, like just your general like mechanical engineering skills are non-existent. Well. Apparently they're awesome because I totally rocked it, and even though I was quite old when tell I me, did it. Tell me this: the game. And the game, the game is essentially that uh, you are a prospector with a furry dog driving a train, and there you go. Oh, sorry, okay. the bridge stuff. I need to mention the bridge stuff. Yeah. It's so a, it's um, <laughs> you've got these planks, and you are essentially trying to get the prospector from. There's a series of different tracks that you're trying to complete, uh, and you're trying to build these like sustainable bridges using ropes and pulleys and 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 planks and stuff like that and the fewer planks you use the more points you get and i find it oddly soothing i played it on the flight all the way out to e3 and it's just like one of the more relaxing ios games that i've played in a while because it's just about making structures that stand the test of time um and i also appreciated it because it referenced 
one of my favorite rom-coms of the late 90s and early 2000s, Bridget Jones's Diary. That's literally one of the reasons why you like it is because of the title. Yeah, well, that was part of it. It's a, it's, it is a very good title. And it's um, a fun game. Like, if you like bridge building, it, it reminds me of those levels in uh, World of Goo where you had to build bridges out of the goo balls. Isn't that like every level? No, a lot of the levels are like you had to do like weird things where you'd have them rolling off cliffs and stuff. Uh, this is straight bridge building, 101. All, bridge, all bridges all the time. Well, 102, really. Uh, if your bridge and, fails, are there yeah. fatalities? Because that's kind of ghoulish. Well, the dog and the prospector both die, but oh, everyone ghoulish. else is fine. That's ghoulish, and it's a serious game, and I can't believe that Apple let that on the store. I know. I was shocked, too. Anyway, it's quite good, and I enjoyed it. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll check it out in like six or seven months. Yep. I look forward to you checking it out. That's the end of the show, I think. We really it peaked at Milton Bradley. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You bet we you bet we did. <laughs> that is a fucking stark stark picture of the landscape, huh? Uh, thank you so much for joining us here on the Besties. Who won? Uh, uh, God, I think Griffin. It felt, it felt like Griffin, though. To me. Here's the uh, here's the thing. I know that it's becoming customary, but I think because of like the, my the bravery that I showed off, I think I do probably it it was a uh, it was a six hundred dollar win. Uh, okay, Griffin, hard Sorry. fought, hard won. It's expensive, very expensive, expensive very, very permanent. Um, <laughs> uh, Justin so, sent me an address yesterday with like the iMessage, and I didn't get it. I couldn't get it. I couldn't open it. Yeah, what was that about? Because you asked me for my mailing address, and I sent you my street address and my zip code did and you not, and you said my no your whole mailing address and i don't know why you need to know the city and state i live in since you, you know how raised there well that's what droid runs on it's the the, the fuel that droid uses to power <laughs> its information. servos is the information that it <laughs> fucking consumes and then poops out <laughs> so uh thank you uh congratulations to griffin thank you for joining us on on the show we hope you've had some some laughs learn a little something hey head over to polygon Dot com. We got the last edition of uh, Human Angle up. It's the story of the voice actor behind John Marston. It's, it's great fuck, piece. It's fucking great, guys. It's really good. Uh, we got the first <clears throat> edition of our uh, our embedded game development series where we follow uh, the development of a single game over the, the course of a year. Uh, and that's going to be a really interesting experiment. Uh, it's called How Games Are Made. It's about Defense Grid 2. That's on the front page right now. And uh, we've got so much more for you. Just so stick around with Polygon.com and join us again on Friday for the besties. Because shouldn't the world's best friends play the world's best game? Besties!